Coming up on this episode, the late 1960s were 1967 to 1969. And it was a time that was crazy out of control. We are going to discuss this on today's episode of Decades. Thank you for joining us for Decades. I'm Karen. And I'm Regina. And we are going to take you on a journey back in time and television. In 1967, the war in Vietnam was still going on. In 1968, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding was a very popular song. The top TV shows from this time were Julia, Laugh-In, Mission Impossible, Carol Burnett, and a book was written. A book was written that would change movies forever. What was the name of that book, Regina? The Godfather, written in 1969. Today on our show, we have a guest that we want to introduce you to. This is a person who's a member of our family and had a big influence on us, and we want her to influence you. And so you get the opportunity to meet Brenda Derrick. Brenda, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, I am an elementary school nurse for the past 21 years, but I've been in nursing for over 45 years. Wow. Yeah, straight out of high school. Wow. That's awesome. That is. And so Brenda was around in these 1960s that we are talking about. I mean, we was too, but we was barely conscious of the 1960s, okay? <laughs> and so one of the big things that happened is the Supreme Court made a ruling uh, in Loving versus Virginia in which it became unconstitutional for states to ban interracial marriage. And so this really changed just the whole way that life could be, regardless of where you lived in the United States. It didn't make it, it didn't make it any easier, but they couldn't put you in jail for it. And that's just crazy to me to think that even after the Civil Rights Act and all that happened in 64, it still took several more years for them to say, okay, it's all right for people of other races to marry each other. That that just seems crazy to me. But you could go to jail behind it. Yeah. So cousin, when how, how old were you in 67? Uh I believe I was in high school. But, you know, I saw that movie maybe last year about this couple. Yes. I was kind of shocked because I didn't know anything about it. Really? Yeah. And wow. that was going on in the 60s. So you said you were in high school. What year did you graduate high school? I graduated high school in 1971. Okay. So you were, was it an all black or all white high school? My high school was 
predominantly Black and Hispanic. We actually had a riot there one year between the Blacks and the Browns. I don't know why, how it got started, but the whole school emptied out. And me and my sisters, you know, we were like, we didn't know what to do. But when that bus came, we got on the bus and went home. (laughs) Right? Right? (laughs) One thing you always looked out for at them schools is, where's my bus? Oh, there's my bus driver. (laughs) So did y'all, I mean, being in high school in the 60s, did y'all like have issues going into white establishments or businesses or anything like that? Um, no, at the time, cause I went to high school in Phoenix. Um, I didn't really have any problems as that I knew of going into establishments, but I can tell you one thing, uh, my first year in nursing, I did have a patient that didn't want me to take care of them because of the color of my skin. And the head nurse pulled me aside and let me know that at the morning report. So that was, that was a kind of a shock. That was my first (laughs) incidence with that, something like that. Really? Wow. That's crazy. Wow. Okay, now one of the first thing, one of the first shows that she told us that she loved was Julia. Now I remember just pieces of Julia, but you remember Julia. You remember when it first came on, right? Yes. Yes, and I loved it. A black lady and a nurse yes! <laughs> had her own show. And I was already wanting to be a nurse, you know. So that, yes, that and a black woman having her own TV show weekly show that was amazing wow so that show started in 1968 and ran to 1971 uh starred diane carroll loyal lloyd lloyd nolan and mark copage played her son yes it was 86 episodes over three seasons and so wow. TV was starting to look like us. What was that the only black show on TV that you remember? That I remember at that time. Yes. Wow. I want to say Sammy Davis Jr. had a show, but I don't exactly know when it was. Wow. But I believe he did like a little variety show. I don't know how long it was on. That is crazy. So what what did what did black people watch on TV? Uh, like, you only know what she watched. She can't tell you what all black people watch. <laughs> we watch like what? Um Bonanza. Dynasty, no, not Dynasty. Um, the Big Valley. Um, Carol Burnett. Dynasty of the West. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Carol Burnett show was a regular, and the funniest part on her show to me was Tim Conway. Yes, his little slow shuffling walk and yeah. <laughs> yes, 
that you could they couldn't stop laughing. So <laughs> yes, yes. Carol Burnett started in 1967, went to 1978, and it was Carol started Carol Burnett, Vicky Lawrence, baby. I love when Vicky Lawrence played Mama. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Harvey Corman, Lyle Wagner, Tim Conway. But the cool thing about this show, which is, I mean, I can't speak for what was happening back then, but they she had a lot of black people on her show. I mean, Nancy Wilson yeah. was always showing up, and Sammy Davis Jr., Barbara McNair, Ella Fitzgerald, even the Jackson Five. Y'all remember when the Jackson mm-hmm. Five was on the Carol Burnett show? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. Yep. I just watched the rerun where she had Ray Charles on there. <laughs> and I don't know, do y'all remember when she finally got like a black guy, a regular black guy was playing on there? Because you know there was, was in the choir been, or the, the dancers. Yeah, there was always extra, extra actors. And I remember the black guy. And I was like, there's a black guy, Carol Burnett. 286 episodes, 11 seasons. Carol Burnett kept us cracking up. Yeah, that that show was so funny to me. Because like Brenda said, they kept messing up. And then they would be laughing at themselves messing up, which would make you laugh. Right? But some of the stuff was funny, though. I mean... Ma, the the mama's family before it actually became a show, baby, they Eunice, had us howling. Eunice and Mama, yeah, Eunice and Mama was funny. That that was good stuff. Good yes, stuff. Oh, you know another show that started during this time and mm. still going. Sixty Minutes started in 1968. Can you believe? Really? That? Yes. Wow. I know. And it's been going strong since then. I just hate can't to see believe them. that. Folks hate to see them 60 minute folk come up. They see them and start running. They be like, oh, no, 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 no. You're not going <laughs> to get me. You're not going to get me on this one. I, gosh, I didn't know 60 minutes was around that long. Yeah. And it's still going strong. 60 minutes. And, it, and what was funny, because you remember how 60 minutes used to have just specific people on their shows. They only had specific mm-hmm. reporters. It was probably about five of them. Now everybody want to be a speci- uh, 60 minutes. I mean, Oprah do 60 minutes. Anderson Cooper do 60. Everybody, I've got this story on 60 minutes. Pretty soon yeah. you and me will have a story on 60 on minutes. On 60 minutes, you know? yeah. Yes. I guess that's how they're going to keep it going. It's just bringing people in. You know? It's been going a long time, almost as long as you, Gina. <laughs> I know. That's what I was sitting there thinking. Like, what minute? They've been around that long? That is a very long time. I didn't even know they were on that long. See, that that wasn't something everybody probably watched back then. No. No. <laughs> one of them new shows, folks, was probably like, no, no, no. Listen, because it looks like a whole bunch of things were happening in the world back then, you know? So you probably needed to laugh because I, like, now with all the stuff that's happened since the election and all the, like, racist stuff we've experienced, I can't imagine what it was like in the 60s. 
if that makes sense. Because then it was just, I mean, it's bad now, I think, since that since the election. But I can't imagine back then when you had all these people still being lynched and, you know, chased by dogs. And I just, I can't even wrap my mind around that. Even listening to mom and them tell the stories of how they had to sit at the back of the bus and all the different things they had to do. Drink from the colored water fountain. Yeah, the colored water fountains and all of that. So I imagine in the 60s when you were out in the world dealing with all that, when you came home, you was probably like, I just want to veg out and just watch something on TV that's not too heavy because, I mean, that was probably pretty bad. I didn't get to experience any of that. Living in California and then moving to Phoenix, we didn't have any of that sitting on the back of the bus or the different water fountains and stuff like that. But I, like you guys, heard stories about it. And I just couldn't imagine living where that was going on. Well, I think one of the things that's cool is because it's like your part of the family moved. Your part of the family is like, you know what? We're not staying here in all of this. Because at first, y'all, yeah. we were all like in the same states and in the same places. And then different members of the family moved to places. They say, you know what? We're moving. And yeah. our particular person didn't move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was probably a big thing that had to do with it because our family, they started off in, in Louisiana and then Texas and Brenda's part of the family moved out of the South, which probably helped y'all a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably like, woo. So when you came back to the South after being out, how was that for you? Moving back to Texas? Yeah, moving back to the South. What was that like? I don't know. Well, you know, when I first moved back here, Houston reminded me of L.A., just a big sprawling because Houston is huge. Mm -hmm. But there is a lot of stuff going on here. And, you know, I'm some of the people even that I work with this one secretary we used to have because the school I work at now is predominantly black, but it didn't used to be that way. And so the Mm -hmm. secretary would always be like, it's the demographics. The demographics have changed. So at first I didn't know what she meant. But I figured it out later. The neighborhood used to be all Caucasian, but now mm-hmm. it's not. <laughs> it was like, wow. it's done changed. So, Demographics done changed. Yes. And, um, you know, dealing with people, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's different <laughs> with some folks. Yeah, yeah the, the South is way <laughs> way way different I, I can see why your mom then moved because this is a, a whole different way yeah here. I was glad mama moved <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes yes yeah yeah because it's, it's just different I mean the world was already like on fire but I think the south was doubly on fire yes so what was some of the music that influenced you when you were in high school Ooh, the Temptations. 
Oh, Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell. What did we used to see? It was this show called um, Shindig and Hullabaloo. And so they would have, y- y'all haven't heard of them? No. Yeah, what Shindig is this? and Hullabaloo. <laughs> I guess it was kind of like before Soul Train, but we oh. watched them and they had everybody on there. <laughs> really? Everybody. And it was like a weekly show, but yeah. So the, all of the artists pretty much would be on there and we didn't miss those. And then I don't even know what year Soul Train started, but we started, started in the seventies. Oh, okay, that was in the seventies. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hullabaloo. Yeah, Hullabaloo. <laughs> we had to look that one up. You know, I was like, "What in the world is Shindig and Hullabaloo?" Was that like, was it only black artists on this show? No, it was. It was a mixture. They had the dancers and everything. Um, Black people dancing. Not not as much. It would be it was more white people dancing, and if you know, they then they would bring black artists in, but it wasn't a totally black show. They weren't totally black. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. That I told y'all she was going to enlighten us. And you know, you know, I've, I've asked my friend Google. Uh, uh-huh. Shindig was in 1964 on <laughs> okay. ABC. 64 to 66. The Shindig. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. It's like Bobby Sherman. Oh. So y'all would be up just and dancing, we watching the songs it. too. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, that you did. Yes, that is. And look like there was. Did they have the Hallabaloo dancers? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is amazing. So these were the shows: Hallabaloo, a musical variety series from sixty-five to sixty-six. Oh my goodness, Bobby Darren, Patula Clark. Oh my goodness. So would you be up what? doing the dancing when you were watching them like we do with Soul Train? Oh yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> and so this was interracial. So they had black folks and white folks and everybody was dancing at the same time. So music had mixed already. Yes. That's cool, that's cool. That is, you know, they they love our soul music. So of course, well, soul that was music. that was our soul train back then. <laughs> really, <laughs> I'm just, I've never heard of this, and now I'm fascinated, and I want to go on YouTube and see if I can find episodes. Right, oh right. yeah, have you ever heard of the Harlem Festival, the one in New York where they would have all the uh, black singers come on? I've heard of it. But you didn't hear of it when you were young. But not when I was young. Uh-uh. You know, um, what's his name did that? Um, he did the documentary because they, they taped it one summer. And that was in the summer of soul, y'all. That there is the bomb. I love that. I mean, that music, y'all had some great music. Yeah. Great artists. Yeah, y'all really did. 
that was just really good music back then. Hullabaloo. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to find that on YouTube. <laughs> I know you and are. Gotta, she gonna find it too. I, I know. I know she's gonna find it. But yeah, she's gonna find it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You just totally tanked the mood. Where were you when Dr. King was assassinated? Let's see. I had to be at school. That was in um, April, right? Yeah. At school. And that was another time that like a little mini riot or whatever broke out. And these Muslim guys came up to our campus and was telling everybody that it was going to be some kind of a oh, not. I mean, they they were pulling the kids off the campus to go downtown to this like uh, where they're all you know standing around talking and stuff and everything. But they came up there, and so we didn't go. We didn't go out. We didn't go off campus because then it was whoever went off campus was getting in trouble too. So we stayed back at the school, but they took a lot of uh, kids off the campus downtown to hear. It might have been um, what's his name, Elijah Muhammad speaking, because mm-hmm. I think he lived in in Arizona. But um, it was a big thing, and and I think some little riots had broke out and stuff, and I know some major ones did. Um, in a few places, but it it was really, really a shock. A real shock. How did you find out he had been assassinated? Um, I heard some of the teachers talking about it at first. And uh, then when those guys came on, they was talking about it, you know, and talking about how they're killing our leaders and stuff. And then when I got home, I actually saw all of the the footage and stuff on the news. Wow. No, until you actually got home. Yeah, but it was and it was really. It was a scary time because you didn't know what nobody was going to do. Um, you know, white people was looking at you crazy and then thinking, you know, that we're going to do something. And it was just a real tense, tense time. And, did, did, and people were angry. Really. Hmm. Did, I was going to say, did you have any white friends at that time? And if so, did y'all talk about it? No, I sh- didn't have any white friends. Wow. Did did they shut down school or did y'all like just go to school the next day? Um, we went to school the next day. Uh, a lot of people didn't show up, but we went. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had one teacher because he had started a black history class, Mr. Mayfield. And so he, you know, was talking to us and wanting to know our feelings and what, how we felt about it. So everybody got to talk, just talk and talk about how our feelings and how, what we felt should be, should be done to the person that did this. But it was just, um, you know, the thing was going around that the government had it, had it done and the FBI and all this stuff. So it was a lot of um, theories going around about it, but 
it was just a lot of angry, angry people. And even us as kids, we were angry because he was somebody we looked up to. Mm-hmm. I can see that. That was. Thank you for sharing with us. I know that was, you know, to have to go back and relive that for a moment. We appreciate you sharing that with us. Thank you. And so one of the things that we would like to leave you guys with And we had talked about it a little bit when we talked about the music and how music had somewhat started to integrate when you saw the things like the shindig. What was it? Shin? Hullabaloo and shindig, girl. Hullabaloo and shindig. (laughs) And so music had really started at that point where it was actually integrating. And the radio was full of voices that came from us and it sounded like us. You had Sly and the Family Stones and Supremes and Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell and James Brown was, oh, got that feeling. But television was just starting to look like us with shows like Julia. And you had people like Carol Burnett who were bringing folks on. Mm-hmm. And so we were really, really just making some ways in the 60s. Like I say, it was out of control. We had no control over it, but we took whatever they gave us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, music was already showing Black America. TV was slowly getting there. But then the assassination of Dr. King probably just really rattled our community you know to the core like Brenda was saying you wonder who can you trust at this point did the government do it or or not and it's so funny because some some days I feel that now like can we really trust all the information that we're getting and that's coming, you know, to us. And, you know, and, and I think maybe that's why we, well, I know that's why one of the things I was so excited about when Barack Obama became president, because it was like you had an inside man at that point, you know, you know, you had somebody inside the house now who could probably, you know, give you the wink and the nod, like, mm-hmm, y'all, so, yeah. yeah, you know, right, and, right. So, I, I mean, I still feel that. Some days you feel like, are they really telling us? Do we really know? So that's just so funny how things go in circle like that. Right, that it comes right. Back around. But that's mm-hmm. okay because we're still, we're, we're, we're infiltrating. Yeah. It's like we didn't have as much in the 60s, but we got a whole lot more in the 20s here. Yeah. And so we want to thank you guys for listening to our show. Thank you, Brenda, for joining us. We hope you'll come back again someday. And Regina. Thank you for having me. And so uh, you guys can follow us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And let us know what you think about the 60s, especially if you experienced it. You can, you know, leave us a tweet or send us a message, a comment on Facebook. And that's at TV Sisters. Yeah. Let us know what 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 your memories are of the late 60s. And let's talk about it. 
Thank y'all for joining us. Bye. Bye. Decades with the Sisters is produced by Karen J. Anderson. Music by Karen's friend Dave. And Regina Anderson just shows up to talk. Yes.